Hello everyone, welcome to the That's How We Lead podcast series of Capgemini Netherlands. My name is Coco Leisner and I will be your host of this series in which we will talk to some of our female leaders about their career in IT. Who are these role models next to their responsible jobs and how did their career journey look like? Today I will be talking about that with our guest Sophie Weersink Therion. Head of Markets Unit Manufacturing, High Tech, Life Sciences, Semiconductor, Telecoms and Media. Welcome, Sophie. Welcome, Coco. A nice French name, by <laughs> the way. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm so happy to have you here as our seventh guest already. And uh, we're going to deep dive a bit in your career. But before we do that, I was wondering where I could bump into you in the weekend. Well, uh, in the past, you could bumped into me at the ice skating, but uh, my children were there all the time. But it's very cold, and they are very old now. So mm. most of the time, you will find me in the attic, painting or drawing, because oh, wow. this is my passion. And and what do you paint or draw? Um, for drawing, it's uh, most of the time graffiti or humoristic drawings. Cool. And uh, for painting, it's uh, a school, French school of painting, Ecole des Temps, very particular, so semi-realistic. Okay. In oil painting. In oil. Well, I want a picture of that uh, <laughs> after this podcast. Sure, you will get it. <laughs> Great. Then um, uh, let's take a look at your role. It's a very large name. Um, can you tell us a bit about what that role entails? So, like I say with a glimpse each time it's very long very long so i've uh, when i arrive in january i've put a competition saying the one who find the name wins and of course french a bottle of champagne <laughs> so the name has been reduced to m h t meaning manufacturing health and technology so it's a it's a huge uh, coverage of very different uh, client and industry in fact so, just remember MHT and it's MHT. not a disease. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that makes it a bit easier. So, you have a large diversity in clients. What do you like so much about your role? What I love most is, of course, I'm each time discovering new subjects, new problematics. In one of my previous team, I said, there is a word that is forbidden, is issue. Never say issue in front of me, otherwise you owe me chocolate. <laughs> so not good for me, but however, why not issue? You should try to find solution, not issue. And when you go to a, a customer that has to deal with something to go further, change the portfolio or new technology, that's each time, not an issue, a possibility and uh, a challenge we all love to take, of course, and try to resolve like a puzzle. So it's great. I like that mindset change to not look at problems, but look in possibilities. Then back to you, Sophie, in terms of who you are and your, your role. Who is Sophie? Well, if you ask my family, they will say, Mommy is a sales animal <laughs> and a globetrotter. My career started as a contract manager at Philips Descents some time ago. Well, in fact, long time ago already. I was the first woman in sales there. In fact, they gave me a country where nothing was sold before I was born. It's quite a long time. 
I was also the first woman head of a sales department there. So each time I had to prove myself. I think I've traveled nearly all around the world quite a lot. I have a suitcase where I was writing inside it each country I was and my daughter kept it and said, Mama, I cannot read it anymore. <laughs> so it gives you an idea. <laughs> I've done military school, been uh, also rewarded by the French Ministry of Defense for services to my country. So, in fact, you don't know, but I am a reader. So, yeah, Lady wow. Sophie, so <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and in parallel, I've already given you a glimpse. I'm a mother of three, two of which are already uh, working. So, a busy life. A working life, uh, nearly all in the industry before entering the consulting world. And now I am adding a new market unit, uh, building a strong team, a nice team, funny team, uh, <laughs> yeah, shining team. I'm busy with account executive, account manager, delivery people and, uh, and practices to set a new engagement course and a roadmap. It is uh, challenging and again, very exciting. <laughs> I can see you smiling when you say that. And your children, are they working in uh, business transformation and tech? Well, uh, one is a lawyer, specialized and don't laugh in IPR, intellectual property rights ah. for NFT. Okay. So all kind of new stuff in a very well-known uh, international office. The cool. second one w is uh, working and studying in parallel computer science. And because he has some time left, he's also making codes for games and he's uh, financing a part of the study through royalty for all the people that connect to the game. So oh, wow. it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> cool, they are a bit in the same field as we are working in. Nice. Then uh, about your career journey, can you take us along in your journey and your experience in becoming a female leader? Yeah, if I look back at how I became what I am now, in fact, probably the lesson to learn of it is that I have never taken no for an answer, never accepted uh, the expression, we have always done like that, as an argument. In fact, I hate <laughs> this expression. On the contrary... When I was told we will never manage to do business in some countries in Europe and Asia, I approached those ministries of defense, in particular the navies, the old-fashioned way. So picking up the phone, calling, telling my name, spelling it. It was easier than I was not married, so <laughs> it was shorter, uh, uh, to sell defense radars, command and control systems. So for me, uh, we have always done like that. And no, it's not possible. I don't listen to that. So I lost the first call for tender in Denmark in the Navy, but I learned from it. And uh, now if you see in Copenhagen uh, a royal Danish frigate, it is equipped with the combat suit I have sold. So don't give up on something you really believe in. Maybe that's the motto, just because someone else tells you it cannot be done. Wow. It's up to you. That's a good one. Um, and the question that I then have is, have you ever had moments that you did not believe in that motto? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, you, you you are alone in an hotel room at the other end of the, in Asia. I've uh, spent 10 years in Asia. And you doubt, of course, but doubt allows you also to think it through. And it's necessary. The worst that can happen is that you are overconfident. Mm -hmm. 
don't doubt too much, but sometimes take some time to think it twice through is better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you for explaining that. You talked about uh, Asia, but you also moved from France now to the Netherlands. Did you come across certain things in our Dutch culture that struck you out? Well, I think I am the old one. The other way around, you are some millions, I'm, I would say, all alone. So being French can be uh, sometimes a disadvantage and lead to funny situation. I started, uh, so like I say in Angelo, I went to a, a Dutch course and I arrived in the morning. I thought I had learned a nice, a nice sentence. And in fact, I was saying all the day, instead of I am tired, that I was saying I'm drunk all day long. <laughs> so you can imagine all the colleagues working with me hearing the whole day long. A French lady saying I'm drunk, I'm drunk. It, it was quite funny. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, especially when I try to speak Dutch, it can lead to very funny situation. But in the end, yeah, for me, nothing is really different. Facts and figures are the same everywhere. I have learned that language and culture have to be, of course, taken into account. You have, for example, in Japan, do's and don'ts that are different from America. But that bottom line, that's a common goal that's unified us. And that tough leader and uh, inspiring people, like I taught to my children, no state or country, no passport of their own. You find them everywhere. For me, there is always a particular quality I expect in a real leader that is modesty. Mm. I've remarked from some of the people I admire that somehow they doesn't say continuously, hi, me, and they use the we very naturally and frequently. And that's for me the main character of very impressive and uh, tough leader. So being modest and thinking more in the we instead of the me, myself and I. Yeah, <laughs> because you cannot achieve thing, great things alone. That's a myth somehow. You need a team. Yeah. And I also saw that on your face when you were talking about your team, you really lightened up. So um, yeah, that, that's very nice to see. And uh, we also talked a little bit Dutch before we started recording this podcast. And I was quite impressed. So I was wondering how long ago did you start with those Dutch classes? Well, first I have children that speak three, four languages, including Dutch, and they are living all in the Netherlands. And mm. I went to a very well-known institution to the south of Netherlands called Nonetje. Yeah. So for yeah. the English-speaking, it's an institution uh, st started by nuns. They, it's like being jailed for one week. They put your brain out on a table and they insert <laughs> nearly by force Dutch <laughs> in it. <laughs> so, yeah, well, and like practice. Um, yeah. That's the only way. Yes, yes. Uh, very impressive. Then uh, uh, back to your career. The high-tech field you're working in can present complex challenges. Can you discuss a particularly challenging obstacle you faced during your career and also how you managed to overcome it? Well, instead of maybe of taking one example, I have thousands of... So it's more what I do when I'm stuck because it happens most of the time. First, I say dirty words, but not in Dutch. The more emotional I'm becoming, uh, the more I switch to language. <laughs> so when it's okay, it's Dutch. 
Less okay. It's also a tip for my team. I switch to English when it's not okay at all. It's French. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry can for they, that. Can they understand <laughs> French? Uh, I'm not sure. Your team. But, uh, <laughs> so when I no, I never uh, raise my voice uh, when I'm stuck. I dare to ask for help. That goes for high tech as well for any other area, in fact. And uh, by admitting you have an issue, talking about it with the other, you have done already 80% of the way. You are already working on a solution. We have so many bright people at Capgemini who will always show you just another angle to look at uh, some things that, that could put us on the right track for solving your problem. For me, sharing is key. And that's what we should do. So an obstacle, yes, I have. Yes, I will meet new ones. But each time, take a time out, think it through, ask, dare to say, I don't know, have you an idea to the others? So really asking for help to uh, people around you. That's a tip over here for yes, the listeners. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. You, you cannot know everything. No. That's why, again, back to your previous question about great leaders, most of the times they speak of we. That's the lesson of it. Yeah. Great. And a, a question a little bit related to that is about stress. Do you experience stress from such challenges and, and how do you then overcome it? Yes, of course, I experience stress. But stress is also part of the involvement you can have in something. So in the MU, I have stress. It's obvious. Sometimes I need to have to say, and I've learned that during uh, my career, to say, sorry, I have too many things going on. I need a break, a pause, time out, however you <laughs> call it. Like on your podcast, put it on pause. I need some time to seek it through. It's a right question. It's a complex question. Uh, let me think about it. I come back. It just means that we are all human. Uh, I don't believe in a last minute uh, ready to go solution immediately is not always there. Uh, that's a myth. I consider as well that it is a strength to recognize you need sometimes you don't have all the answer and you need to study uh, something. Answering immediately under pressure can be risky as well. Because you don't quietly analyze it and you let your feeling take over from you can be also exhausted. And that's not good for yourself mm -hmm. and for the team. So never be ashamed of that. It's easy to say. I know it's more difficult to do. However, like I say, sometimes it is urgent to take some time, put on pause, come back. And my son always says, a little one, Mama is always doing that, but sometimes it takes a little bit too long, but she's keeping her words. But sometimes <laughs> it's long, so take some time. <laughs> Very good. So your children also keep you accounted in, uh, in taking a rest sometimes. That's good. You're also in the management team of Capgemini, and there, of course, certain leadership skills are expected. How would you describe your leadership style? <laughs> Again, I love your question, Coco. You should ask my team. Yeah. <laughs> However, during the past, before this year, the past year, it was said to me that Sophie is a professional. She's demanding and demanding a lot first on herself. So we try to help her. Huh? She's fair and transparent. And for me, sharing information is my priority. If you don't know the context, you cannot work effectively. So it's the same for me. If I don't know why, the why of Silnek, 
I'm puzzled. So I like to be challenged. I like to tell people what's happening, what I know, what I don't know, huh? back again. It's also uh, great when people are reaching to you with new ideas. I had some uh, young engineers that called me not long ago at here in Utrecht with an idea. And uh, now we are preparing a project that I will support also financially. Cool. Uh, because that, that's great. That's cool. Yeah, like you say. So that's the magic also of our group. I get an inspiration, like I say, from many people and, uh, and situation. I am crazy about art. <laughs> Artists inspire me. In fact, I, I'm convinced that through creativeness, you pave the way for new concepts, for across boundaries. And uh, art has no nationality again. Huh? It's for all. I am always admiring Leonardo da Vinci, for example. So long ago, so new invention and so artist. It's completely crazy if you think about it. I would like to have a dinner with him. <laughs> but on a, on a business side, there is also a, a woman I admire. It's Elena Rubinstein. There is a nice biography uh, how she, about her, how she built a beauty empire. Completely crazy. I'm also full of a very uh, candid admiration for a lady called Giselle Alimi. She is a Tunisian-French MP, first woman lawyer in Tunisia. That was called a rebel. <laughs> but she spent her whole life fighting for women's rights and said something that is really resonating, that injustice is intolerable to me. All my life can be summed up with that. Injustice is intolerable. Yeah. And she fought for that. Oh. She uh, unfortunately died three years ago, lawyer, Happy mother, clever woman. That's a true wow lady, I would say. So, so she really inspired you. Yeah, she yeah. really, she fought for, but she was so clever and impressive. Yeah. Uh, so in general, I like enthusiastic people, people with new ideas, creative. And uh, I like to encourage uh, new ideas also in the team. Yeah. I love to hear that you support this uh, this junior engineer who just comes to you with an idea and you think, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I think it's twice and I negotiate it with them, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> sales animal is there yeah. again. <laughs> Not the rebel. <laughs> uh, well, uh, some nice names uh, for inspiration if people are interested in, in them. Perhaps we can put the link next to the podcast as well. Then there was also a question from Lisbeth, our previous guest, and she was wondering the following. Clients vary widely in terms of competition and demand. How do you adapt your strategies to cater to these varying client conditions? And on top of that, the question more on the people side, not everyone is perfect, we are all unique. How do you deal with that? Well, thank you, Lisbeth, for these uh, two questions. And the first one first. If you take demand from high-tech clients, such as uh, ISML, or for a printer uh, camera group, such as Canon, or a laboratory, or life science side, uh, Janssen, they are all embedded in different trends, requests, market situations. So you don't have a one-size-fits-all market evolution and company investment positioning status, that's for sure. However, some trends and events are globally pushing all the clients the same way. This can be legal regulation, raw material evolution, new technology. 
So a beautiful example of that is probably sustainability, ESG regulation. So you have to adapt to that as a company. Energy scarcity and price increase. So you see a global trend to all industry segment of reduced cost, reduced waste. That's a common uh, denominator common in French. That's a common element you find in all of them. That's one. Uh, they are all market is busy uh, with it, and it's good. But at the end, it remains haute couture. Sorry for the French. You have to adapt your strategy, your approach, what you put forward in terms of practice, portfolio, to the client specificity. There is not everything fitting everybody, every customer at the same time. That doesn't exist. So it Do you have certain tactics for that? Yeah, before going, again, take some time, prepare. You don't go there and prepare. That's uh, not the best way to, to succeed. So the best way to succeed is to prepare before. Be critical. Shall I go? Shall I am ready or not? If necessary, again, time, postpone. Because uh, you have one shot and it yeah. should be the end one first impression. It's dif- difficult to recover from it. So, yes, you have to prepare before. Yeah. Be professional. Clear. And uh, so to the, the, the second question on the people dynamics. Not everyone is perfect. We are all unique. How do we deal with that? Uh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I must say, I'm happy nobody is perfect. Uh, that would be very boring, probably. <laughs> that's the beauty of diversity. There is nothing better than uh, a, a team with uh, different, uh, coming from different backgrounds, study background, nationality. There is, in parallel, a kind of team or a special couple, the client with the sales. This has to fit together, mm-hmm. in fact. The cocktail, the recipe between the, the client and, uh, and the team in front of the client, of working, partnering with the client, has to be balanced with uh, different elements. It has to be at the end testing uh, nicely, if I take the image of the cocktail or the recipe. That's why you have to adapt and sometimes to modify who is going to interface with whom. That's also training huh? that can help. The aim is to keep everybody in balance and happy. And that's uh, requesting uh, thinking through discussion, communication. You have to communicate. Why is it not functioning? And uh, you can have to deal with customers saying, uh, I don't feel listened to. And then you have to try to correct that if it happens. And you can have also salespeople not very happy with whom they are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other way around as well. It's like a couple. It yeah. fits or not. So then it helps that not everyone is perfect and not the same. Because you can make a, a new cocktail recipe of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we have nice co- cooking books in yes. France. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> Um, then before we go to the nomination for the next podcast, uh, what would be your advice to young emerging female professionals? Oh, well, easy this one. Try, dare, go for it. Uh, the worst that can ever happen to you and, uh, is that you, you succeed. So please uh, go. Try. Don't, don't wait. And uh, dare to speak up. Uh, yeah. Dare to fight and to say, hey, I'm here and uh, I can hit the world. Because uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and don't accept 
the sentence. We've no, always yeah. done it like that. Yeah, exactly. But this one, I don't like to speak. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, uh, Sophie. Then uh, for the next podcast, who would you like to nominate? And what question do you have for her? So I would like to ask Yatsman Baldinger, uh, in charge of defense at public sector. Yes, mine. You have grown up inside Capgemini, knowing all the corners of this uh, complex organization. For people like me who just joined Capgemini, so in fact, what would you advise them to do or not to do? What would be uh, your experience you would like to share with them to help them to onboard nicely? Thank you, Yasmine. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. I'm very much looking forward to hear that from her. Uh, for our listeners, don't forget to tune in for the next podcast edition. And for now, Sophie, thank you so much for being here. It was lovely to talk to you. Have a good trip to France. Thank you, Coco. <laughs>